0: Hi, this is Mike Young, estate planning and elder law attorney in Walnut Creek, California. And I'm going to talk to you about five estate planning myths. But before I do that, would you please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button below because I would like for you to get notice when I create new uh, videos on YouTube about estate planning advanced estate planning, asset protection, medical uh, planning, and probates. Also, it allows other people to uh, see my YouTube videos through Google's algorithm. Uh, also, I'd like to let you know that I put on Zoom workshops on the second and fourth Thursdays of every month at 10 a.m. And on these Zoom workshops, I talk about estate planning and asset protection and uh, Medi-Cal planning and probates. And uh, the Zoom workshops are interactive and they're fun and they're informative, at least I think they are. (laughs) So go to my website, walnutcreekelderlaw.com, walnutcreekelderlaw.com and uh, sign up for one of the workshops. I hope to see you there. So in any event, five estate planning myths. And the first one I hear all the time is, if a person has a will, they do not need a probate or a a revocable living trust. So for instance, uh, this happened not too long ago. A lady came in to see me Uh, Her uncle had just passed away. The uncle had a will, but that's all he had. Um, Asset-wise, he had a home, and he had uh, investment accounts, bank accounts, and uh, the will, which is a do-it-yourself will, says that my home goes to this niece, my investment account goes to this nephew, uh, my savings account goes to this niece, and so... uh, The niece showed her uncle's will to me and said, Mr. Young, can you help us make these transfers? And I said, well, you need a probate. We need a probate. (laughs) I checked the status of the title on the home, and it was just in her uncle's name, uh, John Jones. That wasn't his real name, but that's all it said. So probate is required. So a will means probate so otherwise your assets have to be set up in your revocable living trust or there needs to be uh, pay on death beneficiaries for your accounts so a will means probate and as the expression goes where there's a will there's an attorney (laughs) and there are costs and expenses involved so that's why revocable living trusts uh, are, are so popular as the centerpiece of estate planning uh, documents in California. Uh, Before I get to trusts, I would like to mention about financial durable powers of attorney. And people, a lot of people are under the misconception that when a person dies, they can use the financial durable power of attorney to wind up the financial affairs of the decedent. And this was also the case of uh, the lady who came to see me about her uncle who died. The uncle had a will and he had a financial durable power of attorney. Both of the documents uh, were do-it-yourself documents. And so the niece came in also with the will and with the financial durable power of attorney, and she said, uh, Mr. Young, I am my uncle's, I am my uncle's power of attorney. That was the expression that she used. And I want to transfer the assets with the will and with the power of attorney. And I said, well, the power of attorney is no longer effective. (laughs) I mean, the power is terminated. They stopped when your uncle passed away. So it's durable. It's a financial durable power of attorney. Durable means it survives or is good uh, during your uncle's lifetime, uh, even if he loses mental capacity But when he passes away, the financial durable power of attorney uh, is no good. Uh, With regard to revocable living trusts, uh, there is a huge misconception that once you create your revocable living trust, it is automatically funded with your assets. So this is wrong. It's incorrect. So in the body of the, of the revocable living trust, it will state uh, that that when the settler dies, that's the person uh, making the trust, that the assets will be distributed as follows. And sometimes it's formulaic. So if there are three children and everything goes to the three children, we identify the three children and then it'll state um, uh, three shares, one share for each child. If one child predeceases the settlor, then that share goes to that child's children or the settlor's grandchildren. That's fine, but assets have to be transferred into the revocable living trust. So your attorney, uh, like myself, uh, I have control with regard to the real estate, the home. So I will get a copy of the vesting deed, the current deed, on the home for my client or for my couple client, and I will create a deed from John and Mary Jones to John and Mary Jones as trustee under their revocable living trust. So now the home is held in the trust. They call it bare legal title is held by the trustees under the revocable living trust, whoever the trustees may be. So when John and Mary Jones pass away, the successor trustee steps up, uh, record documents with the county uh, recorder, and then the child successor trustee sells the property, typically, and then makes distributions uh, to the beneficiaries under the trust. So the home was funded in the trust. Likewise, other assets must be funded in the trust. So listen to your attorney. So your attorney will create a certification of the trust. Paragraph 8 on my certification of trust shows exactly how title to the asset should be named, just like on the home. So with your, with your Schwab account. Instead of what um, being owned by John and Mary Jones, it will now be owned by John and Mary Jones as trustee under their revocable living trust. So you take the certification of trust to Edward Jones or to Schwab, or whoever, the, or to your financial planner, and you state and you show them if you want your trust, but you show them the certification of the trust and you say, I want this account transferred to my revocable living trust and they will help you do that. That's how you transfer assets to your revocable living trust. So your attorney has control with creating deeds, real property, so you, the client, have to go to the bank, to your financial planner, make the transfer of the asset into the trust. Another mistake I think people make in that regard is, that when they go to their uh, financial uh, planner or Edward Jones, whoever it is, you can have a combination of uh, retirement accounts uh, like IRAs and 401ks called qualified accounts and non-qualified accounts. Qualified accounts like IRAs do not go into the trust because of tax reasons you name beneficiaries you name pay-on-death beneficiaries, typically between spouses and then two children. So I think some people have the misconception that when they go to their uh, to the bank or whoever is holding their assets and they fill out the, uh, the beneficiary designation forms on their qualified accounts, like the IRA accounts, so they'll name their spouse, they'll name their children. I think that Those individuals believe that all the other accounts with Edward Jones or with Schwab are now going to the same beneficiaries that they named in their uh, IRAs and 401ks. No, that's not the case. So listen to the instructions from your attorney. Talk to your financial planner. And make sure that your assets are in the trust that you want in the trust. And I will uh, uh, link to other of my uh, YouTube videos where I talk about different types of accounts where you can have uh, pay on death beneficiaries. So your accounts do not have to be in the trust. So some people will mix and match certain accounts that are in the trust, certain accounts that are outside of the trust. So IRAs and 401ks, you name specific beneficiaries maybe you have a big account that has several hundred thousand dollars in it you want that one to go into the trust this this is very typical by the way then maybe you will have a smaller account that has twenty thousand dollars in it and you want that account to go to a favorite nephew so it'll be a twenty thousand dollar account that you own and it'll state that upon your death The pay-on-death beneficiary will be Bobby, your favorite nephew. So a lot of people, many people, will mix and match accounts that they want in the trust and they don't want in the trust. So in any event, I, I think that's five, maybe that was more than five estate planning myths that I hear all the time. So don't forget to go to my, um, my uh, website, WalnutCreekElderLaw.com. Sign up for one of my workshops, second and fourth Thursdays at 10 a.m. The workshops are interactive. You can ask questions and, and they're kind of fun. Also, uh, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button below because I want you to get uh, notice when I put out um, new videos. Hopefully you are deriving uh, some benefit from these. If you don't hit the subscribe button, I understand too. So thank you very much for watching and I hope to see you at, um, at my Zoom meetings. Thank you.